Welcome to the 757 Renaissance Man Podcast. On this episode, we chop it up with Reverend Barney Wiggins. We discuss why we're never going to stop wearing our masks, when Marvel movies meet the sermon, our favorite sci-fi movies and why, why there are no black American actors playing black British people, our roles of sharing connection, women pastors in the church, and what is the issue, and much more. Let's have a conversation with Reverend Barney Wiggins. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, <laughs> saints, sacrifice, sinners, and all of the drug dealers. We come to you today with a mighty good presentation. We have the one and only Big Bomb. They call him the Brother Bomb Bomb. The Big Reverend B. He is a friend to you and shall be a friend to me. The one and only. Dr. Luther, Reverend Dr. Barney Wiggins in the house. Ah, <laughs> uh, Doc, you got the whole, uh, what is it? Hoop, hoop triggers and everything, man. You know that's your fault, right? <laughs> <laughs> I put everybody on the hoop triggers. I would have never, ever known about hoop triggers if it weren't for you. Look, I got my mask on. I, look, man. I don't care where I'm at. I'm masked up <laughs> in my office. I don't trust my kids. My kids is dirty, man. They be sneezing everywhere. I don't care. I'm masked up right. all, at all at times. All time. <laughs> look, look, man. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> look, folks talk about. I don't want to wear my mask. No, all the time. I was wearing my mask. I was wearing a mask before the pandemic, man. Are, are you wearing it when you, when you sleep, bro? Look, man. <laughs> Look, you you knew we, we grew up we grew up in a time where uh uh all the all the cartoon villains had on masks, bro. We prepared for this, bro. <laughs> Cobra Commander, right? Optimus Prime. Everybody had a mask. Oh, who's the other dude? Oh, Shredder. Yeah, Shredder. Had a mask. We ready for this. <laughs> Let me take this off, man. <laughs> Well, we ready for this. The 80s babies is ready for this now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to like my mask, though. Yeah, you man. Know, I got to get fly with it. I got a mask to every outfit, every color. <laughs> I didn't find out where to get the polo mask from now. It's over. Look, you got a, you got a convention convocation mask. They're going to have that hard time when it's over and make me take my mask off. <laughs> Do you know these masks? This same- mask go with these joints I bought, bro. <laughs> He's expensive mask, bedazzled mask. Everybody going to turn them in. They look. I'm telling you, for about maybe another couple years, people still gonna be wearing their masks. Yeah, man. man. Uh, I'm gonna have mine. <laughs> but I, how funny is it that so quick we went we went from where there was a sign on the Seven Eleven door that said mm-hmm. you could not come in with no hoodies or mask on. <laughs> And now they're begging you to come in with a mask on. <laughs> Look, when this thing first started, man, I was like, man, I feel like I'm about to rob the place, man. What's that ain't number God. <laughs> they gonna think I'm robbing the place, man. Nah, man, it is strange, man. It's real crazy. It's 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 crazy how it's the man, it's crazy just how the world is right now, man. It's just, you know, it I I never would have imagined that we would be at this point right now, man. Yeah. What about you? Never, never. Even they, and I used to always say, you know, they trying to scare us with the chicken flu and something else, swine flu and <laughs> chicken flu. <laughs> no, no, that could never be the problem with us. You know, right? I'm about to say, you know, it I'm won't still no chicken flu. I'm still gonna try to leg. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> Every 
every brother and sister would have been gone. Dip it in the, dip it in the grease twice. It'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sanitize it in the grease. Yeah, man. So people gotta realize that we trip like this. We go way back <laughs> and we used to trip like this as little kids in church. Yeah. And man. we had to dodge them backhands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It, uh, we church kids through and through, man. Through and through. So how is it now being a pastor of your own church and balancing that out? Because you're still a fool. I <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 uh it's different. It's um it's it's kind of different. I think people um don't realize that then every stage of life you gotta kind of find your voice in that particular stage. Mm-hmm. So from what I've from what I've um experience once you get comfortable in a certain place and once you get comfortable in a, in a certain level and once you get comfortable um I, I don't know man i'm supposed to look at my camera looking at you look if my eyes are wandering it's because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at everything but uh but no it's like once you get comfortable in a certain in a certain environment a certain space and a certain um uh on a certain level or you find your voice in that level uh, that's when things change and God moves you to a new assignment and in that assignment, that new assignment, you got to find your voice there. And I, and I think for me, what I had to learn is just because I found my voice in a previous assignment doesn't mean it's the same voice in, in, a, in a new assignment. So that's kind of where I am right now, where, you know, um, you know, I'm used to being, you know, an organist and a, and a deacon and and a minister or whatever but um you know trying you know finding uh, your voice in the pastorate is something completely different man so uh yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now but so so for me with that um y'all know i'm just different you know <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm still me and i'm still you know, I'm, I got a new assignment, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little different. So, you know, I know people, here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing about that, Sean, is that people, when people say, especially black Mm -hmm. folks, when when people say the word church and the word pastor, Mm -hmm. they already have um, preconceived notions about what that is or presuppositions about what that is. And so once you say that, you know, people expect you to operate a certain way. Right. People expect the church to be a certain way. Um, and so, you know, a lot of a lot of brothers and sisters, they try, they try their hardest to fit that mold. Um, and a lot of them stress themselves out, try trying to live up to people's um people's expectations about that position and and, and about that particular title. Um and I did. I tried to do that. You know, I I tried to. I don't know something about you, Sean. I just feel like sharing today, man. <laughs> I hope you don't get me in no trouble today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, no, it's um. Let them use. Let them use you. <laughs> I tried to do that, man. I tried to. I tried to fit that mold, and I tried to um, live up to people's expectations. And, and I try to, you know, uh, be what people expected it me, expected me to be within a certain role. And, um, I realized that's, that's not what I'm called to do. And that's not what this generation of Christians need, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or, or what, 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 what God, it's not what God is looking for. Um, and it's not what the people need in, in, in this particular season. And so, um, you know, I think in my personal opinion that God is using just, just people who are different, who are authentic, who, who, are, who are going to be themselves. And the beautiful thing is, man, and I think this is a part of my journey and, and finding my voice is I'm, I'm at a place in my life now where I'm free to be me. Right. You know what I'm saying? regardless well, I of what let you know people... every time i know i'm about to hear a brother barney um sermon i perk up because i'm waiting <laughs> i'm waiting for my black nerd reference 
<laughs> Amen. I got two source materials, brother. I got I got the Bible. That's first, but then I got Marvel Comics, <laughs> brother. I gotta I gotta go back to my roots, man. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I perk up, and, and you know, but but to your point, I might have heard something that I may not have heard before, or I might have paid attention a little bit more than what I would have. Cause I'm waiting for that. I know I'm going to get that, that black Panther reference or Tony Stark <laughs> reference. I know it's coming. <laughs> that's for people to understand. And that's the other thing people don't understand, man, that, you know, preachers and ministers and pastors, you know, um, we got lives, man. You know, we're people, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're real pastors are real people who have interests outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're not walking around. Well, most of us aren't, aren't walking around, you know, uh, trying to be super pious or trying to act like we we live on, on a cloud or something like that. We, you know, we have other interests, you know, I'm, I'm a movie, I love movies, man. You know, I love like movies, the Lord of the Rings and, Star Wars, uh, bro. I I can you know I can talk scripture and theology, but I can go with you on on that Luke Skywalker on the Mandalorian. I was right there with you, man. I ain't, I, yo, that, we can talk about that later. But yeah, that, I wouldn't. I didn't expect to like that series as much as I did. Yeah, I think I like that more than I liked the last few. Well. I liked it more than I liked all of the first prequels. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the prequels, they were okay. I think he got a little bit long-winded with trying to explain stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the first yeah, one. Yeah. Not enough fighting. Yeah. 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 yeah it, was, it was. Yeah. The prequels. I, I want to see some Jedi it, stuff. Right. 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 Like, so, yeah, the prequels, it's like, um, it, it just, it just, it, it's grown on me i used to hate the prequels except for revenge of the sith mm-hmm. i used to i, I like that mm-hmm. one but the other two i used, that was to, the third I used one, to hate right? yeah, yeah it was the third because yeah, yeah. they progressively got better right 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 and i hated I, but it's grown on me a little bit i guess compared to the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. i can't I, i'll say this and i'm we way off topic uh, now we, but, we come back but around. <laughs> but um but yeah but the uh yeah the, the the sequel trilogy man i like them i like them as individual movies that's the strange mm-hmm. thing i've never experienced that before i like them as individual movies they're good movies but as a as one cohesive trilogy or like a three-act story mm-hmm. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Nothing's gonna beat the original. Yeah, exactly. But Mandalorian exactly. was decent. They 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 bringing it back, man. They trying to get the fans back, man. And I'm telling you, they they did it right, man. Dave Filoni and John Favreau, man. He he they brought the heat and they he they were able through that one series was able to get the fans back on board, man, because Star Wars under Disney had lost yeah. lost them yeah. lost a lot of folks, man. So, do you also like Star Trek? I do. I like Star Trek a lot. That's what we, I, I, don't, I don't ain't no ain't no conflict with me. You know, I think I like Star Wars a little bit more, a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, yeah, man, I, I love Star Trek too, man. I, I'll watch. I'll go on Netflix and just watch Voyager and the old. The so old I, Next I got generation. a confession. I know I'm about to make some people mad. Star Trek was not my favorite for a long Now, which one though? Any anything? But I didn't like them until the new movies came out. And okay. let me tell you why. Okay. In my household, my father like the one good thing he he put me on the Star Wars. It was I got to see mm-hmm. Star Wars as a little boy with him, and that's what got me on Star Wars. But every Saturday, it was the westerns and Star Trek. In church, <laughs> but you know, Star Trek ain't nothing but well, the old Star Trek ain't nothing but a it's space like western, right? But he yeah. played them back to back to back. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this I don't like the original, 
I can't watch the original. I don't like it. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate it for what it is. And I know, you know, Kirk and Spock and Lieutenant Horror oh, or whatever, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. I, I know everybody. I, but the original, I can't. Ooh, I didn't really get into it. The little, till, green, huh? little green girl that uh, Captain Kirk <laughs> was sneaking off in the back with. And they was they was he was midnight rambling in space. <laughs> the dude with the red shirt that always got killed every time. Yeah, man, all them reds. What's funny about that? That's so I never noticed it until later because that was a thing in the original. The red shirts always died, but then in the next generation, command was the red shirts. It turned into where you were command or you were a captain if you had a red shirt on. So that was that's kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't I I didn't really get to, to that one, but the remakes of the movies were dope mm-hmm. to me. So you you're talking about the JJ Abrams? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah they were yeah, dope yeah. to me. Hey, yeah, they were dope. Because I, I had my face on like, what's this about to be? And the next thing I know, I was in it. And they were the dope. second one came out, it was dope. And the third one came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm with that. It was dope. I the only thing I didn't like about the second one was um Idris Elbus was good in the third one. He was real good. Um, the only thing I didn't like about the second one was um, they were trying to do the remake of uh, of um, Wrath of mm-hmm. Khan or whatever. Um, now, now I do hard. like... Uh, a little too hard with the car. Yeah, <laughs> they, you can't top Wrath of Khan, man. Because right. <laughs> even though I don't like the original series... Mm-hmm. I like the movies with the original series cat. I do like those movies. Yeah, like well, the first couple of ones when they start chasing around whales and stuff, then (laughs) (laughs) what's funny is I'll I'll still I'll watch that. I'll watch that, but to this day I'm still confused. I'm like, what like what are they doing, man? But I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But but uh and and I never saw like the first star wars movie i never really sat down and like watched the whole thing and i watched the whole thing maybe some time ago and i know why i never really watched the whole thing because <laughs> you know if you're younger and you're a kid it's it's super it's slow and super boring <laughs> if you're not if you're young but now i have a little bit more appreciation for it but wrath of Khan, that's that's when yeah they did that one yeah. right and the way yeah. you feel about that is the way i feel about them trying to bring back um um what's the dude's name in superman Zod. oh brandon Zod. Roth. oh um you talking about uh man of steel yeah yeah when they tried to- you didn't like that <sighs> it was like yeah. i was almost <gasps> was almost just oh i get that. i wish they would have I, I wish they would have dug up richard pryor and brought him back <laughs> I would have been, then I would have been weekend and weekend at Bernie. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like Man of Steel though, man. I like Man of Steel. Um, I think they could have did better. You know, I think they could have did better with it. But I, I overall though, I actually like that movie. Yeah, I, DC, I will, right man though, of, DC and the way they interwove the stories, like they did it. See, a lot of people, like the, the new cast, don't realize like we, we came up with the comic books. And in right. the comic books of Marvel, they intertwine the stories right. all the time. And so right. when they started doing this in the movies, I was like, yeah, that's what it is for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So Marvel did, and I tell this people, I tell this people all the time. Marvel, DC's trying to do it. I don't think they're doing a good job with it. Not as good as Marvel. Mm-hmm. They're doing okay. They messed up with the Justice okay. League. They did, and man. They, they, they actually hold up. They did not have the twins in there. So <laughs> I want the twins. Y'all. The whole movie. I was waiting. The the I'll form the water. <laughs> yeah. I'll a be the water. lion. <laughs> right. Just got a puddle of water on the floor. <laughs> Look, no, I um they messed up for me. They they did man still right, in my opinion. I think they were good with mm-hmm. that. But when where they messed up for me was uh Batman versus Superman. Yeah. They messed man, I did not like that. And at I think all. that's what it took some points from Man of Steel for me. Right. Okay. If they would have okay. that, they right. Mm. They could, mm. Right. I what they should have done was do what Marvel did. They should have did a Superman movie, mm-hmm. 
a, a, a Batman movie by himself, Batman movie, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and did I would have also I would have also done a uh, I would have did everybody everybody get their own solo movie, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, and then do the team up, then do Justice League. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that way, and then like the whole time you have either Bruce Wayne or whoever trying to recruit everybody like they did with uh I mean it would have been exactly like what Marvel did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean that formula worked. And and really, and that's why I tell people all the time is that what Marvel did is what they did in the comics. They had the individual comic books, but then what they did was take all these heroes that were kind of you know c-list or b-list heroes and brought them together in a team Mm -hmm. and then because they brought them together in a team and and that team comic book worked they became kind of either high b heroes or a you know a a a listers you know what i'm saying yeah they they disappointed me they had so they had it they had it <laughs> and well, I'm not, and yeah. we're gonna change, go back to subject. But I have not watched Aquaman all the way through. You serious? Now Aquaman is good. Aquaman is decent. That's a decent. They had to chase around all the parts and the pieces. And was this Aquaman or Pokemon? What are we doing? <laughs> it's the national treasure. <laughs> national <Right>. treasure. <laughs> it started out, yeah. Dope, and then, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. I mean, I can see that. I, I, but compared to what they had, in, have you seen the new Wonder Woman? I haven't seen that yet. Yes, I've seen it. Really? Yes, I've seen it. I heard it was terrible. It, it started out being really, really cool because it started out being like a play on a TV show. And okay. if they would have kept it like that, maybe it, I could have got through it. But then they started adding stuff that didn't make sense. And her boyfriend from the first movie died. And he came back, but it was all. I, I was wondering how they, I don't. Uh, like I blinked I and I like it. missed the whole, why, how, where he, how he show, where he at? Well, how, well, how he get, I'm not going to really watch it. I, Cause I, I didn't really have an interest in it. Cause I heard it was bad. How he come it's back. It's one of the movies. If you feel like watching a corny action movie and you got nothing else to watch, it's not that bad. You know what they lost me when they had her dressed up like Goldar from the Power Rangers. That's what I, I was like. Mm, well, I'm good. You, I would tell you who I kind of liked in there until they got to the the battle scene. Christian Wiig's character, I liked her okay. character. It was it was it was again though. Like everybody in the whole movie, it felt like okay, we starting out good. We starting out good. <sighs> <laughs> they gave up at right everybody <laughs> that's terrible yeah it was holes in the storyline they had great actors in it though but mm. 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 Nah, I ain't, I ain't got i'm no glad reason. it's covid i ain't wasting no money at <laughs> <laughs> it was free free what was it i saw that was free um oh um uh um What's his name? The black, the black, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That, that was, was good. real good. That yeah, was good. that was a good. So movie. it was good to me because I don't bet you didn't know this. My mom was a Black Panther back in school. Did not know that. Yeah, did not know. Yeah, that. And I think about it with the afro and the stuff and all the yeah. speaking. I can see. Oh, I can see it now. Oh, I can see it. So anyway. now look, look. I, I'm not look. I, I didn't know, but I'm not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I came up knowing about Fred Hampton and okay. um, like for my 21st birthday, I got an autographed copy of Bobby Seale's book. And oh, wow. wow. I, I kind of took an interest in the Black Panthers more than what they tell you in school. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it was great to see. I would rather, I like that. Now I want to see a real Black Panthers movie though. How did you feel about the movie? Because I heard that some of the former members were not feeling the movie like at all because they said it wasn't really accurate i don't know about it being accurate because i won't there but mm-hmm. i think they didn't they didn't focus on the black panthers as much as they could have and the importance of or they, they touched on some of the things like the, the feeding the kids and 
trying to combine the people. But again, it was more about Fred Hampton than it was about the Black Panther Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Fred Hampton, he was in Chicago. Everything really started off in on, in California. So they, you know, it, they always had that thing with the Black Panther Party over here and over there. I think that's one of the things that kind of, they never was able to um, get them as a cohesive unit. But that's also, you know, Hoover doing his dirt and right. know, messing them up. Yeah. I would have liked yeah, to see him... Um, Go a little bit more on Hoover too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe 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 this will be a catalyst for for something deeper, man. It's more know? of a it's a great movie based upon true events, but it's not a true story. I'll put it that right, way. Not true story. Yeah. But it is. You know what I mean? Because that, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. They. I mean, movies that they, they do that. They take. They take. You know. Uh, liberty. Yeah. They take liberties and stuff like that, and you know. They, I mean, they, they, I appreciated it for what, it, and again, you know, I didn't know a lot of the history behind it, so I, I couldn't make that type of judge, but I read articles yeah. and, um, you know, posts and comments and stuff like that, where people, um, a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the former members were just like, this ain't it. This is what happened. I was mm-hmm. there, you know? And I, I can understand that if you were there, like if it's it's different if you tell a story like something about Abraham Lincoln or something like that. You know, anybody won't nobody right. there. But it's still people but alive tell, now. They experience right, right. So, yeah, I can understand if you were there and you saw something like this that uh, you know, you you would you would have some issues if they didn't tell an accurate story. But for what it was, it was it was a great movie. And you also got to think it was told with the um it was authorized by his son and his wife so it is mm-hmm. also told from their perspective too mm-hmm. okay so, okay yeah. gotcha because they gotcha. they yeah. they were actually signed off on it and they were uh advisors on the mm-hmm. film so I, yeah. I felt good about that but let's talk about oh boy i'm just now realizing he from london who the, the uh oh you didn't know. No, did not know. Like, <laughs> man, I started thinking about get out and all that stuff. I, I think, yeah, his accent is good. When, when I first, when the first time I saw it, it was get out. I didn't know either. But, you know, because what I do, I'm crazy like mm-hmm. that. I watch a movie and I have to still experience the movie. So I watch like reviews and articles mm-hmm. and, and YouTube stuff about the movie, you know. Um, and so yeah, I knew he was from you know he was from um, Britain or whatever or wherever he's from, and um, but his accent man, he knows how to put on turn on a good American accent man. And so uh, what's your boy that was in the Wire, um, Aegis Alba? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that's the that watched you didn't know Wire every single <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> And then I heard him on an interview, and I was like, "What is he practicing for a role?" Or something? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. All the it's I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, it is what it is. All the great actors and actresses right now from from uh, the UK. So why can't I mean, they, they kill we it. go over there and do Bridgerton? I don't know. Man. <laughs> Get a dude know, from really. Brooklyn to go over there and do a London accent. Why? Why can't we do that? <laughs> Their ded- their dedication to the craft is on a whole nother level, man. Th- them folks, and and from from Britain and all them, man. Them, them folks, him, man. They, Fred, they know how to. Fred act. Hampton had a very deliberate cadence to the way he spoke, mm-hmm. and he nailed that. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I could testify to. He sounded like right. Fred Hampton talking. And with Idris yeah. Alba, you know, my wife was from Baltimore, and they have mm-hmm. a very di- a very interesting dialect. Like, mm-hmm. you, if you meet somebody from Baltimore, you're gonna know they was from Baltimore, right? Right, right. Those right, they right, ask you right. for a hot dude, you're gonna know <laughs> <laughs> they're from Baltimore. And he played right. that you would. I lived in Baltimore, I you mm-hmm. could never told me that he was not from Baltimore, especially the way wow. he said Baltimore. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, if they don't win, he won the Golden Globe, he won yeah, the Golden Globe really for. Yeah, but if he don't get an Oscar for this, uh, yeah, man, he killed that. I mean, he 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 killed that, and and 
he's he is great in every but black panther like he, he was a kind of a minor character but he, he killed yeah. that get out was he was brilliant in that man every every role he does man he is absolutely br- brilliant but i don't know man something about the water if something's in the water and uh in britain man them folks the they be killing it <laughs> it's a tea <laughs> It's a T. It's a T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know we can't uh we cannot talk without talking about Rosa Shan. <laughs> yeah, man. That's 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 still my heart, man. So I've already talked, I've talked now. I'm talking to you. I've talked to Aaron. Mm-hmm. I've talked to Rhonda, and I'm gonna talk to Mike. <laughs> and hopefully I'm gonna get Ben. I'm gonna, I'm trying to let him get settled and everything because he came back right. from California. And mm-hmm. I want to do a Rosa Sharon reunion tour podcast. Okay. Okay. Because we have a lot of, and it's so funny how we've all gone done our own things, but we're still intertwined. Right. And like, if I could be real, I had no idea that you remember New Hope until. I came to New yeah, Hope. Man. I had no idea. Since I was four. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea, man. But you know, your aunt used to come through with the with the Toyota van, scoop me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Everybody rode it. I think it was a van that had the um the middle, the middle hump in the middle of somewhere. So we had man, we we violated all types of laws with, with that. <laughs> Man, Man, I almost (laughs) bought one just just on the street. (laughs) That's funny. It was all beat up on the side of the road. I was like, ooh, (laughs) ooh. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah, Rosa Sharon, man, that is um, that's that's my heart, man. And um, I always I always have a special place for Rosa Sharon, and that's just that's where we grew up, man. And the wonderful thing is, it was um, it was it was founded by my great grandmother and, and a few, a few others, um, you know, a, a few charter members and a few of the saints got together and they started Rose Sharon. And in a time, you know, people still have issues with um, women preachers and women pastors mm-hmm. today in the 21st century. We, we are knee deep in the 21st century and people still have an issue with, uh, with women preachers and pastors. And she started a church um with with a with a group of people back in 1955 man wow. um you know way back then um and so um and and what's wonderful is the church is still standing man the church is the church is uh it's, it's still around and it's there's they're still over there um doing you know wonderful things and we still have family over there so yeah it's it's um it's it's still a a, a a huge part of my heart and it, it'll it'll it was, it'll the, it was the training ground yeah it was a training yeah. ground. first they used yeah. to make us do stuff <laughs> right right but then it was a place where like ben ben used to take these little play school drums like not even supposed <laughs> to be real drums the plastic right. play school drum and we'll beat them until you had the holy ghost yeah man it was we church and see that's the thing sean you asked me earlier about um just you know kind of the pastor or whatever you know every and i and i know why the lord will have me to have all the experiences that i had um throughout my life because every place i've been a part of and every ministry i've been a part of um I, i i take a piece of that Mm -hmm. in in what i'm doing you know and so um what i learned at rosa sharon we're doing you were trying to not you can't recreate or go back to the past or nothing like Mm -hmm. that we're still moving forward and we're still uh seeking to minister to 21st century christians but um what we I try to apply it, you know, and, and at, at our church and, and I try to, you know, and I want my sons to have the same type of memories that I had, mm-hmm. you know, cause we was, we had like church was fun. Yeah. Like we went to church. Yeah. I, wanted we, to try we something, I knew I could try to Rosa share. 
Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. Went, first yeah. stepped out and started playing the saxophone, I knew I could play my saxophone and roll the chair. And, and it could yeah. sound terrible. And it was, to play it, baby. Start over, baby. We used to go out there, man, and because uh, it was out in the country. So we used to go out there and play football. Yeah. And, and they got dark, dark. And, <laughs> yeah man it got they ain't had no street lights man it, it got it got dark man but it, it, it i'm i'm telling you man it was it was just a wonderful experience and i'm gonna share a couple things with you about that though speaking of world sharing because um so, so now looking back you know we we kids you know we just we just go to church we have fun we play you know, with our friends, we go vacation Bible school right. and all right. that stuff like that or whatever. Eat, eat you the know, sandwich cookies. Right, eat the sandwich cookies <laughs> and the juice and all that. And we, you know, we don't know what's going on or whatever, but, you know, come, come what I found out later on is that um, my, so I did not find out that people had an issue with women preachers mm -hmm. until I was well in my 20s. Mm -hmm seriously i had no idea right and so i found out that my great grandmother with i don't think she, she was intentional about this it's just just what she did and how she led and what you know how she lived her life um you know she wasn't trying to make a statement she wasn't trying to be a trailblazer but it's, it just ended up that's she just was doing what the lord called her mm -hmm. to do and because she just simply she just simply did what the Lord called her to do. She, she literally created a bubble around um, a lot of us mm -hmm. where we had no idea that this was even an issue until we got out into the world. And then we go out into the world and we looking like, what y'all fighting yeah, about? What's wrong with y'all? Right. What's like, what's the issue? Like what y'all like literally I, and to this day, I have to catch myself because I'm like, what y'all fighting about? Like this, like folks like my you know folks was preaching and singing and shouting and laying hands back in the 50s like what y'all like what we doing right. you know so i you know like you said we we take it for granted and then i found out because it was just a thing and and do you do you know why i i don't i don't like sitting in the y'all so i told you you're gonna get me in trouble <laughs> but for y'all y'all that that's out there i don't like sitting in the pulpit mm -hmm. I don't. I can't stand it. I don't like the feeling of being up high and looking down at the at the congregation. I don't I don't like that feeling. And, um, you know, and I don't like the fact that everybody can see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. I hate that. I, I, I love being able to sit among the congregation and um, that actually came from a part of that came from the fact that my that's what my great grandmother did. She when I by the time I came along and she was declining in years, she very rarely sat in the pulpit. The only time she sat in the pulpit was like on first Sunday on communion Sunday mm -hmm. when she was going to preach um, and she had on her uh, her white robe and all that. Uh, that was the only time that she may have sat in the pulpit every other Sunday. Uh, she sat in the pews. She sat in the she sat in the second pew, um, either on the on, on the, the start, on huh? the end. yeah, on the uh -huh. end. Uh, she sat on one side for a while, then she switched over to the other side for a while, um, and she was sitting in the pews and just beat the tamarine on her knee. I still remember it to this day, man. And um, you know, she would just just she would just operate like she was just one of the mothers of the church. Mm -hmm. And come to, you know, come to find out um, later on, she did that um, in part because um, when we would have guest preachers or uh, a, a, a revivalist or something like that, um, we didn't know who was okay with women preachers and whatever, whatever. Oh. So the guest revivalist would come preach. Mm -hmm. And the whole time they're like, well, who's the pastor of the church? Like, is this a vacant church? Like, what's going on? Is, is this my shot? Is my chance? <laughs> and then they would, they would say, now we're going to have remarks by a pastor. And my great grandmother would stand up 
and they would be like, oh, that's the pastor. Okay. Um, and so it, it was, it was, it was in part intentional. And then some of it just, just what she did. And a lot of that, we just never know how that their actions kind of impact us and plant seeds in us and it sprouts up later on and so to this day like you know there's there's still some a lot of churches that do the whole traditional pulpit thing and i do it because it's kind of you know out of respect but i i'm not i'm definitely not comfortable up there like that so what's your take on wearing the robes I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I've done it. I've worn robes, and and I think there's there's definitely certain occasions where you should do. But you it. know, like, now pastors you know. are getting called out for being in the pulpit wearing J's and wearing jeans <laughs> and stuff. That's not godlike. Well, I don't know. I don't know who that is because that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I told you. You know, I just told you, man. I'm different. So I, I wear. You know, I I I I wear what i want to wear <laughs> i mean i don't want to say it like that i mean i just wear what i want to wear if i want to wear you know jeans and a, and, a, and a shirt or if i want to wear the civic attire you know the collar or whatever and and usually i do that for like maybe um like communion sunday or something like mm-hmm. that i definitely do it during convocation and 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 all those events but um you know i think on both sides of the spectrum we get too caught up on the external you know what i'm saying we just get caught up on superficial things that mean absolutely nothing and so i'm anointed if i wear a collar i'm anointed if i wear a robe i'm anointed if i wear jeans and a, and a, and a t-shirt you know and you know we don't you know we don't i, I don't get caught up in that stuff like that and it, on either side because like you know some people like um, you know, they, they call out folks like for being too formal and, and wearing, you know, the whole, the whole attire and the, and the, uh, and the vestments and all of right. that. And they're like, ah, oh, you, you know, but if, if that's what they're led to do, if that's their thing, if that's what they, if that's what they want to do, that's what they're comfortable in. I don't have a problem. I remember, um, being in my teenage years at New Hope and, um, mm-hmm. we had this whole thing where, we were going to buck against the establishment. <laughs> and people always ask me to this, to this day, why do you always wear jeans and sneakers to church? Because I'm grown now and I can't. <laughs> You're grown, you can do it. And that's kind of, that's kind of how like, I It started out it's small, like, like you have all your tight church pants and, and your little mm-hmm. penny loafers and I throw on some white socks. <laughs> the white Joe socks, I'm rebelling. <laughs> Yeah, I, t- I told you, man, you're gonna give me a try. That's how I feel. Like it's like, why you wear? Cause you know, we, I'm the pastor now, and I play in this church. I can. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. <laughs> a little bit, but today though, I'm I'm jean. I, I have a fresh shirt on, and some jeans, and some fresh sneakers, and that's how I rock in church. And to the point, people know that's what you're gonna get when it comes to me. Right now, if it's something special, like. You know, it's got to be special, special, right? right, right <laughs> special. Right. I'll go ahead and, and throw some slacks on, but right. I mean, button down the jeans. Jeans gotta have, right? <laughs> but see, I've learned to appreciate all facets of church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I've learned to appreciate. I think it's because I've been in so many different environments where Rosa Sharon, we got the foundation where, um you know dress up every sunday mm-hmm. like you you i mean every sunday you wore a suit and tie something you you did not my granddad the only time he would not dress up for church is like premier in the bible study but he wouldn't wear no jeans right, him on right. no jeans nothing like that and that's why you know what i'm saying on thursday nights <laughs> right right and so you dress you at rosa sharon you dressed they, the saints dressed mm-hmm. up but then we went over to um, Mount Sinai and Mount Sinai let us be a lot more free in our expression as young adults. Um, and so, you know, we, sometimes we dressed up, sometimes we came in, in jeans and they didn't, they didn't make a big deal of it. And we didn't really think My about whole it. My thing we didn't, is, okay, y'all going to have me in church all day. 
Mm. I might as well be comfortable. <laughs> I gotta be right. scratching in these polyester pants. <laughs> right. You know, you, Slide sliding I around while you need touch your seat. my blessing. <laughs> with, and I, so now tight, the, remember the car the collars that had a little piece of cardboard in them yeah. <laughs> right you need those starch you had the, yeah the little plastic in it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so now you know i can i can because of those experiences i can i can roll in any environment and i appreciate all of it because there's so many different types of people out there. It's all needed. And I think we just need to stop kind of fighting each other and saying this way is better or that way is better and just say there's something for everybody. You know, um, that documentary we watched, uh, the, the Black mm -hmm. Church on PBS, um, what I got from that, um, from, from the documentary, and I appreciated it definitely, you know, for what it was, um, but what I got from that documentary is that the black church is, is, is far from being monolithic, like far from it. And, and, and even with that documentary, they only scratched the surface on a lot, a, a lot of facets and, 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 and branches of the black church. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what, what I, I got from that was, you know, there, there's something for everybody. You know what I'm saying? There's something for everybody. And we shouldn't knock people's, you know, religious and Christian expression as long as it glorifies, as long as it glorifies God. You know? Yeah. If you glorify God in your genes, hey, <laughs> come on, bring the treat. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't hit that no shot. Yeah, we can lose this over with. <laughs> Knock down this computer and everything. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. I got a microphone right here in, in my office. All these sites be knocked down. <laughs> yeah, man. So just I think we should just, you know, that that's it's and and see you know what's funny is I've learned you can be um you can be like progressive and contemporary and still be like overly religious you know you can be and dogmatic in your in your thinking mm -hmm. because you can think that your progressive mentality um is it's the standard that's what being dogmatic is this is this is the standard this is the this is the better way this is the only way and every everything else is lesser than and it's not right and you can be progressive and you can be all for the the new age stuff and whatever but if you're looking down on what other folks are doing you're just as dogmatic right. in your thinking you know right and i like to go through I, I like to go through life i don't feel like i have to wave the flag to say hey i'm a christian yeah. you know you can't talk around me a certain way you can't do because i right. don't believe right. and this is just me i don't believe mm -hmm. that's how jesus would react Right, because and right. me and Aaron was talking about this, where mm. Jesus was with the common folk, right? Right. So you can't be right. have so many airs and be so uppity. One, you won't get punched in your eye. Right, <laughs> right. And, right. And then second, and nobody's going to hear the message. Right, right. If you came in all white, floating on clouds, and like Zamunda, people throwing mm -hmm. leaves out on your feet, and as mm -hmm. as as that's the first time way they're meeting you, mm -hmm. they may not feel they may not feel comfortable enough to let down their guard, right. you know, and and to really take in what it's supposed to be. Right. A lot of times, I think people talk to Jesus, and then after he got up the block, it was like, oh, that was Jesus, <laughs> right? You know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. And I think that, um that that is that is our mission man our mission i mean it, it, you know yeah our mission is to you know to preach the gospel and and um spread the good news and all that but a lot of us focus too much on the 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 pageantry and the theatrics and the uh the sunday show mm -hmm. And they miss the real assignment, which is to go out in the hedges and highways and compel men to come. Right. 
And so if you're not, if you're not relatable, if you can't, you know, even the Bible talks about how Jesus, you know, he, he's touchable. He's, he's with us, Emmanuel. He's, he's with us. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's accessible. And um, he understands what we're going through because he's right there with us. And so if you walking around thinking that, you, you know, you greater than, or you better than, or you untouchable or, or whatever the case is, man, um, ain't nobody going to hear you. I think the, the, the biggest compliments I can receive um, whenever I'm doing anything, when it, when it comes to ministry um, is when a child comes to me and tells me they understood what I was saying and they enjoyed what I was saying. They were blessed because that means I was able to explain the gospel message in a way that even a child can understand it. And also when just somebody from the block comes to me and says, Hey man, like I'm telling you, man, one of the greatest comments I ever had was um, one brother told me, I don't ever feel comfortable going to any other church except this church. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't feel comfortable, you know, every other church, I feel like I have to, change who I am or dress a certain way or be a certain way or operate a certain way before I, before I come, or I have to get right before I can come to church. But here, like I can just be me, right. you know? And um, to me, that was like the greatest compliment in the world. And I think a part of that is because, you know, in, in our, in our church, I just, I'm just me. I'm free to be myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be like nobody else and trying to live up to anybody else's standard. I'm just the only standard I'm trying to live up, up to is, is, is God. And, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what about people who, um, let me see how I want to say this question. All right. Have you ever had a um, instance where you were in public and somebody was like, what are you doing in this restaurant? They sell beer. <laughs> no, not, no, no. I have, I've never, I've never experienced that, you know, because I mean, it, I've, no, I've never experienced that because I mean, everybody goes out to eat whatever, you know, and, and, you know, and, and everybody, everybody kind of now, <laughs> His man, that's a loaded question though. <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened to me. Be, be, but I, because, um, because I have, I still operate within a certain framework, and I still operate under a certain standard. But I still have fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people think that if you're a Christian or you're saved or you're sanctified or or uh, you're you're a part of the Pentecostal church or you're part of the holiness church you you can't have fun you're boring that man that's far from the truth man I go to we just talked about go to movies uh, you go bowling hang out with the kids we we do some I mean do some of everything man and and that's the thing is that we can you know I'll play spades man I'll yeah right. you know I remember that you can't no cars in my house right right you know what i'm saying sneaking to play go fish <laughs> <laughs> right but you can you can be saved and, and have fun mm. you can be saved and 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 still enjoy life and you can be saved enjoy life have fun and live holy. right you see what i'm saying like and i think i think i think just we're living in a society and in and, and, and a generation where we're just too imbalanced. We're either too far to the left or too far to the right. And we're just too extreme. And that's why everybody's fighting with each other because, because they're just polar opposites of each other. And brothers like me in the middle, like what y'all doing? Like what we doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you know, it's, 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 a, and, I, and, and to me, when I read the word, when I study the word, when I look at the life of Jesus Christ, I just see balance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see, I see a Christ that that went to the wedding party and and drank wine, you know, at the wedding party or and turned water into wine. Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, and 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 still had fun um, in a very reasonable type of way. You know, so I'm not advocating drinking, y'all. I'm just, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying for my, for my, never mind. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I just see Jesus having fun, enjoying life, but also still healing the sick, raising the dead, preaching the gospel, preaching the good news, um, uplift, uplifting the poor, you know, preaching to the marginalized and, and reaching out to those who, have been discarded by um you know by society and so i just see i I see balance in the life of jesus christ and so that's always my goal is to is to is to um is to have balance is to is to move towards balance and to and to maintain that balance and still you know be me enjoy life you know, in a very reasonable way and still project um, the image of our of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, I can take that. All right. So, all right, I'm going to do one thing here. <laughs> We're going to take it to the. Uh, <laughs> going to be black Catholics for a second. <laughs> and we're going to step into the confessional room. You know your pastor's a black Catholic, but I <laughs> you know he's a black Catholic. Yeah, we're gonna get him in here too one day. <laughs> uh, coming up on the confessional. What would you do if I came and said, uh, Pastor, I I I gotta lay this, lay my burden down at the altar. I don't know if you're ready for this. But I'm a cusser. <laughs> I can't stop it, Pastor. The kids. <laughs> soon as I think, soon as I think I've been delivered, then here come this little boy. <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. What would you tell me? You you know what's funny though is that because um, I can't lie, custom feel good. <laughs> And I feel like certain times you just to make your point. Like it's a difference between sit down <laughs> and boy, sit your down. <laughs> you get a different response. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't advocate cussing personally. I, I, I don't advocate it. Um, what I will say is this, though. What I will say is, um, personally, I don't, whatever it is that you're struggling with, I don't think we're meant to focus on the struggle or whatever you're wrestling with. I don't think you're meant to focus on that. What I tell folks at um, Living Faith is no matter what you've done, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you just did the day before or just the minute before, whatever you've done, just keep coming to church because the goal the goal isn't just behavior modification that anybody can do that you know what i'm saying if with practice and willpower anybody can do that and 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 people have done that within that and that's the issue with with um legalism in a, in a lot of churches and in, in a lot of church traditions where people have been able to change their behavior but they soul still ain't right they you know they deep down they still trifling and they mean and when the doors are closed they still chasing women and chasing you know whatever you know what i'm saying and so it's not it's not about it's 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 the focus the focus isn't in my opinion isn't behavior modification the focus is relationship the focus is focusing on cultivating your relationship with jesus christ that's the focus and if you focus from what i've experienced if you focus on that if you focus on 
cultivating a relationship with God and, and praying and seeking after God and, and chasing after God and doing whatever it is that you need to do to grow as a Christian, including being a part of a, of a healthy faith community. Um, if you focus on that, you'll look back and realize, oh man, I ain't cussing no mm -hmm. more. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I would cuss, you know, I, you know, the kid got on my nerves. I didn't cuss this time or I didn't, you know, I ain't, <laughs> I didn't throw a hammer, you know, <laughs> so, you know, no, I whatever, say, whatever. Yeah, I ain't breaking <laughs> right, right, right. I put, I put the bait. You, let me tell you, you know how I know I'm wrong? Because when, did you see when my wife pulled that prank on me with the TV? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. I, I, I want to. I, <laughs> that would have been one of them. Then I would hit him with a. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> then I would hit him with a. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. I'm so glad my wife did that because that is on record that I got the Holy Ghost. Come on here. I need give, give me a hit on that one. Hold on, I'll get you better than that one. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, bro. Listen, I I got I know I got the Holy Ghost for real now. Because when I saw that, uh, when I saw that, man, because I heard it. That's the thing. I heard it first. I was in my office. I heard it. Then I came out uh -huh. and I looked at the TV, man. And I'm going to tell you, I ain't going to lie to you. If that's if this had been oh, a, I wish I had a few years earlier, for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if, if this had been just a few years earlier, brother, <laughs> but I know I got the Holy Ghost Ooh. because I didn't react like I would have reacted some years ago, but <laughs> but that's the thing, man. That's the thing is that the focus isn't behavior modification. You know, the focus is relationship because Paul tried that, you know, in the, in the, in the scriptures, the apostle Paul tried that. He went to, he went to God and he asked God to take this thorn away from me. You know, whatever that thorn is, it, it in, in fact, it it was so, it was such, the thorn was such a non-factor that we don't even know what the thorn is. And many scholars have speculated what it was that, that Paul was struggling with. And so um, Paul tried that. He just, he, you know, God take this thorn away from me. He said, he asked three times and God just said, my grace is sufficient basically keep moving and as you move you'll see some changes and 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 that's the goal the 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 path to transformation is through our relationship with jesus christ real genuine transformation does not happen um unless you cultivate and actively cultivate your relationship with jesus christ all you are doing apart from that apart from your relationship all you are doing is changing your behavior. And that's only going to last for a while because we all know that your true color is going to eventually come right. out right. If, if a real transformation hasn't happened. So that's what I would tell you. If you want to stop cussing, read your Bible. <laughs> all right, I'm, one last, I'm having a good time. So beyond time, but one last question. I asked this to your brother too. Besides Jesus, who is your favorite person in the Bible? And I'm going to tell you mine. And it's the same answer I gave him because at all time, this dude is a G. Mm. David. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, David, David, he's David the man. is a G. Mm. David had real struggles. He was a musician. So you already know he's after my heart. He was a poet. He was a, he was a hero. He was a little boy. He was a shepherd. He was a king. Like he did it all. He did every, he, I'd say he's the Tupac of the Bible. He did everything. Right. right. Yeah. Um, my favorite, oh man, that's a lot, man. Um, other than Jesus, um, <laughs> I was going to say Barnabas, but <laughs> uh, now you got, you know, you got somebody, let me go. Who is Barnabas? <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Uh, no, Timothy. Um, other than Jesus, I think Timothy is 
my favorite biblical character because uh, or figure because um he was young man you know he was he was young um and and you know he he was he was taken under Paul's wing and just based on the letters that Paul was sending Timothy you can speculate that Timothy was dealing with some some self-esteem issues because of his youth okay. and he was dealing with some un, you know some some uh dealing with you know being unsure of himself because you know he's still trying to find his voice trying to find his way and he still needed some guidance he still needed some instruction um and not only that he had a um a legacy of faith where paul talked about i remember I think I'm getting this right. I remember, I, I know the two names, but I remember he, Paul said, I remember uh, your, your mother Lois and your grandmother Eunice. I think that's, it might've got it mixed up, but, but Paul basically said, I remember the faith of your mother and your grandmother and that same faith that they had has been uh, passed on to you. And, um, and so that foundation that has been laid has been, been laid by 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 women of of great faith um who who operated in in the in the kingdom in a time where women were seen maybe a little bit a little bit more than property you know what i'm saying um so so um so i i read a lot about timothy and and the letters from paul to timothy because you know, I kind of see myself in that, and 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 that same encouragement that Timothy received, I received that for myself, man. So that's that's actually my my favorite biblical character. Man. All right. Well, I got to go. I don't know if you can hear my uh, batteries beeping. <laughs> I mean, uh, we don't have to start to wrap this up. <laughs> you use the hoop triggers until it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been our conversation with Pastor Bonnie. <laughs> we gotta do this again, man. That is, yeah, man. Anytime, you man. Know, I'm gonna bring that. So this is the icebreaker. So the next time, I'm bringing the questions. <laughs> Don't hit me too hard, man. <laughs> All right, brother, man. I appreciate you taking your time out and have this conversation man. with us today. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Really appreciate you. I really enjoyed it, man. All right.